Welcome to Investors Insights. This is Greg Powell with Laryngitis. And our topic today is the workers' economy. I'm proud to tell you that I don't have COVID. Uh, also, from the standpoint it, with laryngitis, my wife's prayers have been answered, and so have my colleagues at Five Plan Partners. I'm going to have to be quiet, and I just don't know how to do that. We've got a great program for you today, and I'm really proud to be with Trey Booth, who, by the way, is a new father, second child, little girl. Please congratulate Trey with emails and phone calls. I've got Adam Van Zandt, Bobby Norman, and Ty Miller. A lot of great things going on here at the first of the year. Also, as we go through this this morning, you want to make sure to listen close because we got some great topics in terms of the economy, portfolios, interest rates, markets, as well as midterm elections. So stay tuned. Gentlemen, I want to start off today with Ty. Ty, I'm actually going to brag on you on this vlog. Last week, you brought up about unemployment and how the Fed watches those numbers and jobs uh, closely. Go on, go on, you smile when you do it. Tell us what happened in regards to those numbers. And it also ties in to why our theme today is the workers' economy. Yeah, so as you, as you mentioned, last week we talked about the Fed um, and, the, and the jobs report. Um, so jobs report came out Friday. And just like in the past months, uh, the headline number kind of raised eyebrows. Um, it was expected to add 450,000 jobs, and we only added roughly 200,000. Um, but uh, the months of October and November were revised upward. So the headline number does not look uh, as low as it may seem. And uh, the private sector is also shown to be a lot stronger than the public and the government sectors here over the past month. So we're seeing a common theme. Um, with that being said, the unemployment rate dropped down to 3.9%. That's, That's a very right. important number because the Fed is looking at 4% um, as their go-to sign for raising rates or, or when, when starting to do that. And uh, so that 3.9% is showing the Fed and Jay Powell that uh, the economy is, is strong enough to, to start raising rates here. Um, and also, you know, as you mentioned, workers' economy, uh, average hourly wages up again, they're up now uh, nearly 5% from a year ago. And when you combine that with the number of hours worked, they're seeing a 10% pay increase in the past year. Okay, folks. So what Todd just told you is from the standpoint, it all, it all comes together from the standpoint that if wages are going up, it's a workers' economy. The inflation we're talking about it, you will see in wages of workers. And in addition to that, that can have some impact on profit margins. We like for people to make money here at Five Plan Partners and seeing incomes go up, that's great. But simultaneously, with the volatility you're seeing in the market, people are now wondering, will interest rates go up faster than expected? So that's why we give you this kind of data in relation to your portfolios. Trey, in the meeting then, when you and Ty were going back and forth, you, by the way, you know, you, you, you're doing great here as a, a, a guy that's a, a new father, second child, and you continue to do research, and you brought up about inflation. Talk about that and the Fed in relation to interest rates. Yeah, yeah thanks, Greg. Yeah, a lot, lot going on around around here and, and out in the markets for sure. Uh, the uh, 
Yeah, the, the market reacted, and not necessarily the stock market. The interest rate market has been reacting to a potentially more hawkish, which means more aggressive Federal Reserve fighting inflation. Uh, we see wage, wages up, we see prices up, and so we're now we're starting to see interest rates go up. There's no there's no free lunch out there, and so there's a give and a take. <laughs> since since December, we've seen the ten year Treasury yield move from the one, low one fours up to nearly 1.8% as of this morning. We've seen the 30-year uh, mortgage move from 3.1 up to 3.56%. So we're seeing rates move up, and it's not just that they're moving up, it's how quickly they're moving up. A slow methodical rise as interest rates can be easily absorbed by the economy and by investors. But a quick move, as we've seen, the market gets spooked by that because it's unsure of where that may stop, and that impacts companies who, are, who, are, who have a lot of debt. A lot of companies took on a lot of debt during the last crisis. And so that's how much they have to pay interest on their debts. Also, yes. long-term earnings are discounted back through uh, through interest rates. And so the more growthy stocks, the stocks that require the market through debt, through financing, through uh, through issuing stock, those are getting a little rocky. The more, the more safe, stable companies seem to be doing well. So we're seeing a bifurcation in equities. Uh, interest rates moving up also hurts bonds, individual bonds. If you have a long-term bond, you, the, as interest rates go up, prices come down. And so there's a lot of volatility that hits Wall Street. It's also hitting Main Street, like I said, credit card debt, mortgage debt. So interest rates really impact the economy as a whole. And so interest rates going up are typically a good thing because it's a sign of a healthy economy. But the speed at which we're seeing them rise, especially after the jobs number on Friday and into today, we're seeing interest rates spike because the Fed may need to move quicker to fight inflation. And we're seeing a strong jobs economy. That's going to that's that's really can, could potentially spook the market. So something we're watching very closely is how interest rates are being digested. Yeah, and let me say this uh, to both uh, Ty and you, Trey, as well as Bobby and Adam. You guys have done an excellent job. And for those that consistently watch our vlog, these are things we've been talking about and lining up for in the event something were to happen. So when we talk about navigating through these scenarios. This kind of information that we provide to our clients in relation to their financial blueprint and their portfolios, we are always wanting to try and stay ahead of the events that could occur. So well said. Thank you. And then, Bobby, you know, the phones have been ringing as people have inquired about volatility the first week of January. Uh, you know, you brought up great points about midterm elections and the kind of year that we're in. And I think, I think that's great information to provide our viewers today. Yes, in continuing the discussion of our thoughts on uh, 2022, you know, one event I want to cover today is that there are midterm elections this year, and historically that has significance. Midterm election years have historically been weaker for stocks, and we wouldn't be surprised to see a tick up in volatility like we've seen the past week and a half in the new year. And so as you can see in this chart, what we found is that the market underperforms leading up to the election but tends to outperform post-election. One reason for the underperformance and volatility leading up to the election is that the market doesn't like the uncertainty of potential policy changes that might come uh, you know, due to Congress potentially being run by a different party. And looking at the chart again, it's clear that historically, the market starts to act up roughly six months before the election, usually around April, uh, but shows strength post the election when there's clarity on which party will be in control and what the policies will be. So. Every year is different in the market, but it's important uh, for our clients to know that we use this historical analysis in our investment strategy, especially in uh, midterm election years. That's excellent insight and, and gives people a look ahead as we go on in this year. It's hard to believe that we're almost halfway through the month of January. 
here in 2022. And Adam, we've covered a lot of fundamental analysis of, th of things and possibilities, but also the numbers tell us on the technical side. So give everybody the support levels, the resistance levels as we're moving forward in the debate about interest rate and, and inflation and the workers' economy starts to really come to life. I appreciate it, Greg. And like you said, you know, to open up the year January 2022, we've seen a lot of volatility in the market. So the S&P on Friday came in at 4,677. So it gives us a new resistance level of 4,710 with a new support level of 4,640. We're also seeing the 50-day moving average currently moving at 4,674. So despite the volatility and all these fundamental factors that the other portfolio members talked about, we're starting to see potentially a support line, at least from an intermediate term, starting to firm up and almost perfectly match the market, at least from a Friday standpoint of the close. That's great insight. So these are numbers that our viewers can focus on as we go through the week and they see that volatility and where, you know, we may see downturns as well as upswings in the market. So folks, we hope this has been very valuable to you. I thoroughly enjoyed my meeting this morning with these gentlemen, and there's no doubt in our early morning meeting with the entire team that everybody here in the year 2022 at Five Plan Partners came through the door this morning, working hard every day, striving to see to it that our clients have a better, richer, fuller life. This information we hope is valuable, and we hope you continue to tie all these vlogs together because we want to keep you informed. Have a great week. We will be in touch. Thanks.